Welcome to Our Morning Take, the podcast where our goal here is to describe for you the mood that is going on in our head when we read the Bible. <laughs> Good morning. It's Friday. I like me some Fridays. Finally Friday. January the 12th. After the rough week we've had, I'm glad it's Friday. Man, me too. Me too. It has been kind of a testing week, hasn't it? It has been. It has been. Started with no cameras. If I were to say anything, I think the enemy doesn't like what we do here. I think we might be making an inroad with some people. You think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this story will change your life. It definitely will. Yeah. So that's that's the case there. Uh, We uh, finished up reading Exodus chapter 2. Uh, for this week, and but we kind of want to. We didn't get a chance to really make many comments on it, so uh, let's give it a shot. You want to start this off, Abe? Oh, absolutely. Well, first off, you know Moses on the run. He's frustrated. You know he's thinking he's doing the right thing, and you know there's a saying in the world. It's like sometimes doing the right thing isn't doing the right thing, and it's a hundred percent because his intentions are honorable, but God hasn't prepared him for this journey yet. Yeah, and I think we could all take a lesson from that. Oh, absolutely. Because, absolutely. Because just because something is righteous, uh, like any church ministry, all those ministries are important, whether you're yes. teaching Sunday school or whether you're teaching uh, Sunday nights or, or even doing a podcast. All these things are, are essential and great and great ministries, but it's still got to be in the right time that God wants it to happen. Yeah, and it's also in... Uh the book that we were reading, Experiencing God, and Blackaby talks about it. We have to join God where he's working. Even though this work over here might be great, but God's working over here. Yeah. So, and that's important. Yeah, God and wasn't ready to deliver the children of Israel. Not yet. yet. He said he was going to do it, but he, uh, he has a timeline. Mm-hmm. So, as Moses is wandering, what do you think's going through his mind as he's, as he's fleeing? What are you thinking? Well, he's scared. He's doubtful. He's like, I guess I'm not the guy. I'm just going to try to live in obscurity. I'm just going to run away and uh, do nothing. And go somewhere. Nobody knows me. Start from scratch. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what, man, at hands and feet, as a pastor, hands and feet, I thought about that, man, probably more than a dozen times going, you know what? I'm still young enough. I can go get in a truck. And start running the 48 states again and just go do my thing. I just want to get out of here. Only a dozen? <laughs> yeah. I'm, but I'm thinking seriously. Because I, uh, I only had was, six years, Tim. Was, you had 20. You had 30 was, years. Well, no, it right? was eight and a half, but it was way more than a dozen. No, but you'd been in ministry for a long, long yeah. time, though. So I'm just telling you, I was only in ministry six years. It still happened, you know, after about the third year. After COVID hit, man, I'm, it was like every other week or so. I yeah. just felt like. And 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 then especially well, that was tough for every church. Oh, yeah, a lot especially. of yeah. Everybody in ministry was affected by that, and and still feeling the effects of it. But when you have core people that you think are behind you, and and uh, this is what I think church members don't get. So if you're just a church member and you're listening to the podcast, I want to tell you something that's really important. You mean as much to the ministry at that church as your pastor does. Let me tell you, it's it is. You're just as important because. When you have this core and they depart or they quit for whatever reason that they do, uh, your pastor begins to feel, well, what in the world am I doing here then? What, yeah. what am I doing? They're not listening to me. Uh, God is not that important. There's other things that are more important than what we're trying to do here. And it's very discouraging. Now, should it be? No. 
Pastors are supposed to be above all that. Uh, be brave, but, be but courageous. They're human. They're yeah, human. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and Moses was too. Look how great yeah. Moses turns out to be. But it was just the wrong time. Yeah, absolutely. And just to touch on what both of you guys were saying, you know, as far as just the ministry and the weight and the discouragement, if you guys, which you both do, preach the truth in the pulpit and people go another direction, that is not your fault. Even though you may feel like, you know, maybe it's me. If you're preaching the truth, it's not you. Yeah. It's not you. I don't even consider it my fault or that it yeah, was me. Yeah, but it does. It, it as a human, it, bo- it bothers you. Yeah, it's like I just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm discouraged. Because, see, I'm not the only one that's supposed to be doing the work. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and of course, it never got to be that way at hands and feet. I always had, you know, certain people that would still continue to help the ministry. And that was important and it was good. It held me. It kept me at least another couple of years. But it's, it came to the point here a few weeks ago that it's just like, there's just not enough of us doing what we need to do, and there's not enough resources, and I'm literally wasting God's resources. You know what God did in my case, Abe? He took Wanda away from me. And if you guys don't know, Wanda Johnson, uh, she's a, a former wife of mine, also is a member of Hands and Feet, and she was the treasurer. Mm. And she, her health got to be so bad that she had to quit. She just, we just had to take it from her. She stressed and she certainly didn't need the stress. God made me start writing the bills. So I'm, I'm literally writing the checks now. So you see everything firsthand. I see what all people are giving and I'm also seeing where all the money's going. Yeah, man, that's and a wake up call right there. It was. And it was just like, I feel like I'm just wasting the money. Been there, done that. Yeah. I'm just wasting the money because... This is uh, this is not good. This can't be good for God. And I had a great brother that has a great ministry going on here at Southside. And I said, you know what? We can continue what we're doing there. It's not like it's not like I'm going to run off to the land of Midian. I'm not running away. I'm not trying to go hide. I literally just know that this is the right thing that God wants me to do. It's like, you know, that time has passed and it's gone and we need to put our resources in a place where we can actually make a difference. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. What in the world is that? <laughs> Somebody's stomach. <laughs> wow. You have to turn your radio up really loud to hear that. But you don't want to hear that. <laughs> it sounds like uh, sounds some, like somebody's either hungry or needs to go to the bathroom. My, oh, it's well, definitely it's there was no breakfast. <laughs> but um, getting back to the story at yeah. hand. <laughs> yeah. Moses and the he sat he sits daughters. down by a well and I guess he's been whatever he's been walking and. He's got time to contemplate. And then this encounter happens with the, the shepherds and these girls. Yeah. And, and let's just look at the real movie that's out there. The Ten Commandments. They show all the little girls and they're all old over Moses and they all want him. And Zipporah doesn't care. She just goes out yeah. there. She's the oldest. She yeah. goes. But notice that none of that is in the story. No, not at all. Because not one shred of that. The Cecil the B. DeMille story is the shepherds come and they're harassing the girls and Moses just comes out of nowhere and starts beating them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's sitting here because, I mean, he's been on a long journey. He's got to be exhausted. Sandals are worn out. And then he sees these girls there. And uh, it's just such an important part of the story. 
And he's gets, he gets to flex his muscles again because he beats up the shepherds. Yeah. And so obviously the Egyptian isn't the only guy that uh, got a little Moses wrath. <laughs> Do you think any more sand removal was going on here at the I think once the well? he, I think probably once he beat up the first guy, the other ones were like, let's just get out of here. That's what they say in prison. Just pick the biggest guy, <laughs> knock him out, everybody else will leave you alone. But what's what's comical to me is like Moses does all of this and then they come home and they don't even invite him back. And no. the father's like left him at the well. So you just left him there. <laughs> this guy just saved your life and yeah. my flock and saved you just left bacon. And, and you left him. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like I say, all it really says is that uh, Ruel gave Moses his wife, uh, his oldest daughter, Zipporah, which is what you would do, just like in the case of Leah. With Jacob. Yeah. Uh, but, but what's interesting is in verse 21, mm-hmm. it was like Moses was content to stay there. He was okay with it. He didn't want to say, I'm just passing through. I'm going to go on. He was, I guess he felt something like, you know what? I need to. This need is to home. Stay. Yeah. I need to stay here for And now. then he gives her Zipporah and now he really does have home. I bet he does. And, uh, <laughs> and he has some kids. <laughs> I love how they name their kids children after their situation because joseph did the same thing yep gershom which meant uh i'm a sojourner in a foreign land yep in a foreign land yep he's the uh circumcised one later right sure is why did they not (laughs) circumcise him on the eighth day because like you said he is a son of ishmael did you say he's an ishmaelite right yep uh which was also circumcised uh, Abraham circumcised. Ishmael. I think it was more the whole. I think it was more of the Zipporah situation. You know, we'll read about that later on because she was not having any of that. Well, maybe I don't know, but it does sound like it wasn't even part of the, what they did. You have to come back next week, and we'll figure this thing out. We will research the slicing and dicing. Go to church, please. Go to church. Go to church.